0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. I am your host, Matt. Along with me is my co-host, Daniel. What's up, Daniel? What's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Good.
1: Doing great.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And today is a very, very special episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel because we have with us Pastor Shannon Lehman with Real Life Church. Let's go. Pastor Shannon, how are you today, Shannon?
2: I am doing really well. Doing yeah. really well.
0: I'm stoked that you're here. We're really, really excited to get into unpacking what you have prepared for us today, what you prepared for us to kind of talk about. It's one of my favorite accounts in Scripture. I feel like I say that every episode. This is one of my favorite <laughs> things about... You like have a but, lot of favorites. I've got many, many <laughs> favorites. You know, I just love the Bible. Um, yeah. uh, John 1420, and and this is kind of the ending of the uh, account of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And I love this story so much. Let's not waste any time here. Let's get right into it. John 14:20 okay. is saying, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, filled with compassion for him, he ran to his son, threw his arms around him mm-hmm. and kissed him. And the idea that you brought shook me. It it shook me because what what you said when I said, hey, I, wanna, I want you to come on this podcast. I want you to talk about whatever, whatever Chicken Scratch comes to mind. And you already know what Chicken Scratch is, those of you listening. If you don't, it's for those moments in your prayer, devotion, worship time. Maybe just out of nowhere that God just dropped something into your spirit. you got to write it down no matter how messy it is. That's Chicken Scratch if you write like right. me. But this idea that Shannon brought was, what have you missed seeing God do because you didn't pray through?
2: Right, yes.
0: And I was like, Whoa. So talk to us a little bit about where this came from.
2: You know, so I was actually in my car and driving and I was super aggravated, disappointed because I'd been interceding. I'd been praying for something and I just was like, God, what? There's like nothing going on in this. like. Mm. And you know, you get to those moments, you're like, I'm just, it's whatever. I just give up. I'm not. And God just spoke so clearly. What have you missed me doing? Because you haven't prayed through. Like, Mm. who am I to stop praying for something? because I'm tired of praying for it or I'm not seeing the answer.
0: Wow. Wow. That's so good. I feel like everybody's done that. Everybody's right like it's 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 such human nature for us to desire something or to see maybe a need yes. and pray posture for that and then and then for whatever reason not see it come to fruition or not see it come to fruition what we feel would be a timely manner. Right. Yes. Right. And then be like <sighs> And then start sucking our teeth at God, you know, and getting upset about it. Yeah,
2: because we want to see a physical change. And, you know, um, there's that song that says, even when I don't see it, you're still moving. Right. Or you're still doing something. And I think we forget that. Like, we forget that. We see such the here and now where God was before. He's today and he's for eternity. So we get so stuck on the dot. Right. We don't know what God's doing for the future. We don't know what seeds are being planted, what he's doing with that at the now point.
0: Yeah. So true. true.
1: That's so good because I think uh, we all want to rush to things, you know, like we we're kind of like prone to like want to just move and move. And God's saying, wait, because he's actually doing something. He's orchestrating something in the background of it all. And we don't know that. And so we're just like, well, I don't see it happening. It's uh, this person's not doing it, you know, and God's in the in the background just doing something in his timing. And so we get a little frustrated sometimes. Right know. But he has a plan, though. And I think that's where even in my life, there's things that I pray about and there's things that I've been through. Um, And there is like, you feel like David when David's just frustrated and he's just like venting to God, you know, and, and we find that God is always on time and that God is always working. He never sleeps. He never takes a break and and says, oh, I'll I'll do that next week. Like Mm -hmm. he's always doing something in, in all people. And so that's the beauty of it all. But yeah, it takes some time for us to really like get to an understanding of that. Yes.
0: Yes, Yeah. And I think the song that you were referring to even was Waymaker. Yes. Yes. And it's just that, yeah, yeah, even when I don't see it, you're working, but it'd be really nice if I saw it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) even when I don't see it, you're working. But if you could show me just a little bit, it'd be wonderful. Yes. Father, do something right now. I know you're making a way, but can I see it, please? Thank you.
1: Yeah, it's like Bruce Almighty, the movie where Jim Carrey's like, "Show me a sign," and he's like driving, and like the billboard is like a huge sign. Where, <laughs> that's what I want to see. Like, show me a billboard.
2: Right. Something. Just show us something. Uh,
0: that's yeah. We one uh, Andy. One of these times, we're we're gonna we're gonna unpack a movie. We, <laughs> yes. Just for this, just for the sake, so that we could talk about it. That'll and be the day I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Andy he loves it. He loves when we when we get really really uh, off track and say, "Well, we really want to talk about Bruce Almighty now." I'm very very <laughs> no excited to discuss Bruce Almighty. Only because. Oh, do you hear that? Oh, that's our ratings dropping. That's <laughs> a- <laughs> we have ratings. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> let's go. Uh, no, I. But you know, the, the I think the key the key point for this particular scripture, um, when we see this, is we see that while the son was still a long way off like for mm-hmm. me that's what I mean that immediately pops into my brain right is while while the son was still a long way off that the father saw him right so that that tells us some stuff right like the father wasn't uh, even really going about daily life or business that the father had been in a place positioned in such a way that he could see from afar off
2: mm-hmm.
0: his son coming so he was he was watching and waiting.
2: He was waiting in yeah. anticipation.
0: Yeah, come on.
2: Yeah, so I love that. And, you know, if you know a little bit about the, the culture of that time when the son asked for his inheritance, that was pretty much saying that he wished his father was dead or his father was dead. Mm-hmm. So for his father to even go and wait for that after his son had humiliated him like that right. and made a disgrace out of him was such, to me was such a big deal that he was still anticipating for his son's return.
0: Yeah, and and we, we've... Um... Uh, talked about this, but albeit very, very briefly in, in one of the past episodes. And, and another truth about that time is that literally anybody in that town now has permission to stone, to right. kill this son. Yes. Because he's decided he's going to take his thing and he's no longer a son. He's right. no longer yes. going to live under the father's covering. And so everybody has. And so the father runs out, robe around him, mm-hmm. ring on his finger, get right. shoes for his feet. Like immediately, this is my son. Mm-hmm. This is my son kind of covering that up. And and I love that, you know, yeah. the question of how many times have we stopped, have we stopped praying for someone? Have we stopped uh, posturing our hearts because because we didn't see a prayer answered? Yes. We didn't see a prayer answered. Or maybe, you know, and some some of you out there listening, it may not be that you didn't see a prayer answered, but but maybe the answer that you received or that you're not hearing because you so desperately want to hear a right now or a yes Mm -hmm. right now or something might be, wait. Right. Sometimes you might be praying for something that might be, no. Mm -hmm. It might be, not yet. But we don't want to hear that. And so maybe maybe we're kind of covering our ears and leaving just enough space for a yes to get through, and that's it. Yes. You know?
2: Yeah, it's not aligning our hearts to God, but trying to align God to what we want.
0: That's it right there. That's so good. That's it.
2: So I like that you mentioned the father because um,
1: the heart of the father, what is the heart of the father? And you see he had the anticipation for his son to come home. And we know in the story that when his son does come home, you know, he's like, he has a rope for him. He has a ring for him. He's like, let's have a party. Yes. Like, so when his son was gone, I don't think his father was, was sitting at home uh, mad, you know, and angry. Sure. His father was, was praying for him. His father was, you know, um, weeping for him. His father's wishing that he'd come home. And that's the heart of the father that we see in the scripture. And I think when we're praying for somebody, um, no matter where they are in their lives, it's not just our heart. It's the heart of the father for them as well, you know? And and we're interceding for that particular person. But the heart of the father is that person would come home and would come to restoration or come to health or whatever it is. Um, and so I think when we change, switch our perspective, it kind of helps us with the patience, whole, the whole patience aspect, it's like, it's not only I that, and I'm human, so I'm like, I do get frustrated, i'm like, Lord, I want to see it now, but but the Lord is patient as well, um, and he knows all things, and he's working in all things, and I, so I think the heart of the Father, when we know the heart of the Father is for that person to be saved, or that person to be restored, or that person to come to the knowledge of Christ, um, I think that switches our our, our perspective, mm-hmm. to say, hey, like, God wants this for him too. Like our father wants him to come home. He's anticipating his arrival and, and we just need to be on the same page with the father because we get in our flesh sometimes
2: to right. be a little impatient, you know? Yeah. So, And that's the heart of the father for that relationship to right. be re- reunited again. Yes. And, you know, and I think sometimes like who, if I'm praying for that person, there's a reason that God has laid them on my heart. Right. There's a purpose and a reason. And if I give up praying, what if I'm the only one interceding for that individual?
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point right there.
2: Yeah. And so if I give up, what is happening? What is going on? You know?
0: Yeah. I remember, um, you know, we, we shared a little bit about, about our testimonies. Uh, I think it was like way back earlier episodes. Um, and one of the things that, um, that I'd shared was, you know, I was an atheist uh, up to the point where I was about 18 years old and friends that were inviting me to church and I would make fun of them. And I would, you know, I was that guy. I was too smart for Jesus. Um, and I would let everybody know it. And, uh, I finally go to church and one time I go, right? I meet Jesus and my life is radically changed. That following Sunday, when I go to my first Sunday experience which one day I will talk about, somebody blew a shofar, which is one of those rams horns things that scared the <laughs> crap out of me. I didn't know what was happening in other service. I just I was wondering, is is Jesus coming now? I don't I'm new. I'm new. what's happening?" But there were a couple of moms uh, of some of my friends that came up and they met me and uh, they said, you know you don't know this, but we've been praying for you for wow. years. And and you don't know. Right. You know, they, here they are, they, they're saying they've been praying for me for years. They've known me for, you know, a decade. They're mm-hmm. praying for me for years. And now is the time when I receive Jesus. And you never know when that time is going to come. And Second Peter talks to it, you know, in three nine, says, you know, the Lord's not slow you know, in keeping his promise. Right. Not not as we understand slowness, yes. right? But but yes. instead that he is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to Repentance. He wants everybody to repent, doesn't want mm-hmm. anybody to, you know, to miss out. He, he's waiting and he's watching.
2: Yes. Like a father would. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think about that father, there is no evidence that his son was coming home. Right. There was no evidence that it was, go- he was going to come home that day. I mean, he, you know, so for him to still anticipate that he was going to come home with no evidence. Mm-hmm you know, right. yeah. and we need, we want that. We want something to show. Maybe it's the hard work and what we're putting in. We want some profit back from it mm. or um, something like that. But you know, we need to keep interceding and praying for someone, even when we don't see it. Yeah. We don't see it with our eyes.
0: And I love this note you have, You you know, here it says, you know, God's desire is to have a relationship with every son and every daughter. Yes. And there is a, there is a person that is often forgotten about in this story. Um, mm-hmm. That was still a son. Yes. uh, But got very, very upset because of how the younger son had treated the father and had left. But when you get down to the root of it, it almost seems like the elder brother wasn't upset at what the son had done. It was that maybe he was upset that his father wasn't paying attention to him. Right. And had been maybe anticipating the younger son's return. Yes. With no no evidence. Right. Yes. Right. And so there's this elder spirit you know, elder brother spirit that we kind of war against a little bit because we get done. Right. And the cool thing about that is when I see that in this story is that Jesus, because we've been grafted in through Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, and he is, uh, you know, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, God, the son is a redeemed version of the elder brother for us. Yeah. He's this redeemed version, this better version where, where he is standing with the father on the wall. Like yes. yeah, I'm waiting. I'm watching too. Yes. They're they're coming. I'm gonna go go get them. Holy Spirit, go get them. <laughs> go get them. And so I I I love I love the the picture of we get to see what what we shouldn't do as believers. Really, what we shouldn't. We're in the house. We're in right. the house. Yes. We're believers. And when people are praying for people, it can be so easy to watch somebody and get frustrated. Yeah, I, what they're choosing by how they're living and what they're doing. And you're like, why are you doing this? And you're praying for them. And then finally just be like, you know what? I'm I'm going to take a break praying. I'm going to fast praying for you for a season <laughs> yes. and see yes. what happens.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or we see them that, you know, sometimes when they come back to Christ, there's that yo-yo. You know, like they're in right. church and then they fall back and they get in church. And I think that is what we get tired of. mm. Because we want to see them, we expect them to come in and be, like, rooted right away. Right. But they have, you know, there's a little bit. And it's going to click. Yeah. It's going to click. But it, we, that's at the point where I think, too, we can get frustrated at. Like, we just want them in. We want them saved. We want them doing what they need to do and not going back. Yes. And just steep going forward. Yeah, so I think good. that's the hard part because it takes time.
1: Um, yeah. And I I have a journal that, um yeah. man, I dates back to i guess like early 2000s maybe um and there's a list of people like that i was praying for in that season and i'm guilty of this too because i'm like man am i still praying for this person you know or I, Mm. i look back now and i see like people that have come to christ or people that are kind of back and forth um but i look at it and i'm like man am i am i still praying for these for these people or these family members you know to come to christ Um, and I look at some of them, and it's been, you know, 15 years, and God is still working on them, (laughs) you know, 15 years, and God is still doing a work in them, and they're not, like, super Christian in church, and, like, they're still kind of struggling, they're still here, but they're, they're, they're better from where they were, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when I started, you know, writing them in my journal and praying for them, and so, I think it just, it does take time. Like f- sometimes we won't see it even years, you know? Right. Cause that's God. It, it's not us. We're not the Holy spirit. It's God that's moving in them right, and yes. doing the work in them. And so I don't know if the, even the, the, the story of the prodigal gives us a timeline. It doesn't huh? No. So no. there's, there's, I don't think time's a, a factor at all in this story because God wants us to know, like some people it takes longer. Some people, like right. God has a plan for it all. So we just need to be faithful in the praying Interceding, and I think that's really the question: is how do we do that? How do we how do we stay in it? How do we continue to be consistent and and diligent and praying for people even when we don't see it? How do we do yeah. that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's an excellent question. I mean, because when we, we were, were we to look at the story, there was no we don't know how much money he got. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. We don't know how far away the far off place was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We just know that it was long enough and far enough where the father at the end when he explains to his servants to go and kill the the fatted calf cuz we're going to have a party we're about to have a we're about to have a party mm-hmm. because my son who was dead <laughs> is <Yeah>. alive <laughs> so we don't know how long it was but it was long enough for the father to be like he's dead he's he's yes. dead
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's dead yes.
0: and and I mean this question of how do we do this is is an excellent question because we all we all war with it, we all wrestle with it. in Matthew 7 7. Jesus gives us the example of, you know, keep on mm-hmm. asking. You know, it's 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 quoted as a lot, oftentimes I think maybe a lot of people that maybe have heard it. Um, some things that come from the church or come from the word of God we know the world will adopt. Right, and then yes. we'll kind of put their their spin on it. And so we've stopped at just ask and you'll receive. Yeah. Seek and you'll find, right? Knock and the door will be open for you. That's not what the original translation says. The right. original translation says, "Keep on asking."
2: Yes. "Keep
0: on seeking and keep on knocking." So, it's perseverance. Right. Perseverance is paramount if you want to experience this party. Right. You know, that the prodigal did. Yeah. That was a lot of peas just then. <laughs>
2: I think there has to be a shift in our own spirit, in our own intercession also, because are we interceding for us to see what we want to see, or are we really interceding for their eternity?
0: Yeah, speak to that. You know,
2: because, um, so my husband is a first generation Christian, and his heart's desire was to see his family come to know God, but I believe at the beginning it was so our lives would be easier, truly, because, I mean, you know, his mom, her last Christmas with us, we were trying to get to her house and she was at the bar. That's where she chose to spend Christmas. And there was a lot of hurt and there was a lot of pain with that. And so was our intercession for us to have the life that we envisioned or was it truly for her to come to know Christ and to have that eternity? And there had to be a switch in us. And, um, we were, I mean, God is so faithful in his grace, but so my husband was the first generation Christian, both of his mom and dad accepted, Christ, his mom, two weeks before she passed away, his dad, three days before he passed away. He was able to say the sinner's prayer with his grandma. He was able to say the sinner's prayer with his step grandpa. Um, He had the meanest uncle. And it was, I remember it was July 3rd, and he called and he was like, Hey, i want to speak to you and i was like ronnie that's your uncle you go speak to him because <laughs> he scared me to death and ronnie was like um no he yes for you not me and i was like oh dear jesus but um Janu- july 3rd and he said i'm tired of living i know i'm very sick i know i'm gonna go soon will you say the sinner's prayer with me mm. and he passed away july 4th at 2 33 a.m wow and you know and so i think of all the years my husband and i interceded for his family and God, um, spoke something to him and he said, you know, you didn't have a relationship on earth with your family, but I made sure that you were going to spend eternity with them. Right. And we held on to that to, um, as we prayed and we interceded. So it was a shift in our spirit and in our mind, um, not praying for our life to be easier for them to see and not judge us to say, think we're weird. Right. But we really know that they're a son and daughter of God. God created him in his image and he wants to spend eternity with them. Yeah. So I'm praying God's heart, not my own wishes.
0: Yeah, and that's that's I think that's a key that's a key point that you make because, you know, scripture also speaks to the fact that when we when we do pray, we if we're not careful, we can pray amiss. Yeah. Because we want to keep it on our own selfishness, our own desires, the things that we want to see or why the reasons why we want to see them and, and, you know, hearken back to the Psalm that, you know, if you take delight in the Lord, then he'll give you the desires of your heart. No, nah, Jack, that's not what that means. <laughs> no. Let's talk about what that means. What, what it means is the closer you get to God
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the more that you seek the heart of the father, the more that your heart will resemble the heart of the father. Right, and yes. so your desires will become his desires yes. and you will be willing to Lay your desires down, mm-hmm. yes, at, at, at the feet of his desires yeah. so that his desires can over and, and he's not slow concerning his promises. No, what a beautiful thing that, that 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 you know Peter speaks to is you know, guess what? You want to see him get saved, so does God, right? Yes, and how much more capable and willing is God
2: yes. than us? Yes, yes. He, doesn't,
0: he doesn't get tired, yeah, you know, he doesn't get tired.
1: Yes. I, love, I love that because we're talking about what, what drives us to be consistent. <clears throat> you mentioned eternity. Um, and when you think about your loved ones or those that you're praying for that you want to come to Christ, um, you have compassion like the Father does mm-hmm. to see them live forever, you know, to see them not perish, to, to see them um, in restoration, to see them have hope you know, to have a future, like you want that for them. And I think as we shift our perspective from what we want, like you were talking about, like, I always just want them to be saved because it makes it easier for me, or that would be so great, you know, like for them to, to go to church or whatever it is, like taking just really time to think about like, why, why am I praying for them? Because their eternity depends on it. And that is the heart like of the father. Like I want them to be found, not lost, you know? And, um, I think that's the key is is that's what drives us to continue to pray and intercede for those is is the compassion yeah. to see them saved, you know, and see them make it to heaven with us, yes. you know. And so I love this because we're talking about frustration um and getting a little, you know, impatient when it doesn't happen. But if we would have you have you have a note in here that says um, we can't give up praying for those who know separated um, from God. Their eternity depends on it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then you say here, let me see, I'm, I'm losing my place here. But wait, ex- here it is. Wait expectantly, like the Father in the parable, to see them come to come home to God our Father, and don't give up until you see rec- reconciliation. Yeah. Wait expectantly, like in anticipation for them. Like always right. have this this attitude and the spirit of anticipation like they're gonna come home like yes. he was he was like waiting for his son to come home he wasn't frustrated like why is he out there what is he like he was just in anticipation for his son to come home and if we can yeah. um adopt that attitude in that spirit of like you know what i know he's not where he needs to be or she's not but man she's gonna come home and i'm yes. gonna anticipate it i'm gonna expect it i'm gonna keep praying and that's what drives us is that compassion that anticipation you know right yes yeah
0: I love that, you know, because if you're praying, if you're out there and you're listening and you're praying with no expectation, mm-hmm. with no anticipation, yeah, then you're just talking you're not, you can't, you cannot qualify or, or classify that, yeah. you know, if there's no expectation, and I'm not saying that I haven't vented to God, God's shoulders are broad and he's big enough right, for our yes. venting, believe it or not, I've, uh, you know, I've said this uh, to when I'm preaching, you know, a time or two, but the fact of the matter is that he's, you know, I've cussed at God and he was big enough for my cussing <laughs> when I was angry about it. But when you pray, it is a, it is a dialogue. Yes, but it is a dialogue filled with expectation, yes. filled with anticipation, and we should be moved with compassion. Yes. As you're, like you're speaking to, and every time, you know, in the Bible, when we see, when we read the Gospels, every time Jesus was moved with compassion, yeah. the miraculous happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single time. You see, right before a miracle happened, move. he looked upon them and had compassion for them. Moved yes. with compassion, he said, he did, he went. And I think that, Compassion and expectation are two key ingredients mm-hmm. in order to build up a prayer life that will persevere.
2: Right, yes, yes, yeah. Because mm-hmm. so having that compassion keeps you going, keeps yes. you interceding. I, yeah, I love that. I love, I love even here, where we're talking about compassion.
1: Um, in the verse it says, about, but while he's, he was still a long way off, while he was still a long way off, and so when you think of a picture of that, you think, I, I just think of the father waiting, you know, at his, at his home, and he sees, like, his son a long way off. And so a long way off for us could even mean, like, we probably see people, our loved ones, a long way off. Yes. They're way out there. They're way out to the left. They're way out to the right. We don't know. But then it says his father saw him and filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son. He was filled with compassion. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's the key right there is although we see people a long way off, let's have compassion. You know, yes. let's allow God to give us that compassion. Let's see them as God sees them and, and allow that compassion to, to continue to drive us to them, you know, to pray or, or to love them no matter what, you know.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and um, and that's, that's the key because I know even for, for me sometimes, like, you think about people and you're like, man, that's just the way they're going to be. Or it is what it is. That's that's just the way they are, but the Lord doesn't want us to be like that. He doesn't want us to have that attitude. He wants us to have an attitude of expectation, and compassion for them.
2: Yeah, so. and they were created. They yeah. were created yeah. for so much more. They were right. created to come into that relationship yeah. with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's one of one of I think our we could all equally say that our, our favorite part of any gathering of any kind is is when we see somebody raise that hand
2: oh my gosh yes
0: you know we see somebody raise that hand and we know that right now we are in we are in unison with heaven celebrating because when one person comes to the knowledge of the father and repents and receives jesus as heaven is losing its mind heaven is just celebrating and going crazy and having a good old time and that's a moment where where we get to see that, that picture of yes. you know on earth as it is in heaven because we're, we're also in unison celebrating and in unity. And so I think a couple of questions that I would like to leave those listening with, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, how are you praying? How are yeah. you praying? Not, not just like, well, this is when and this is what I do and then I you know I spin around three times and then I stand <laughs> up sit down and fight fight, fight like whatever, no, 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 like but how? Is there expectation? Yeah. is there compassion is there is there passion is there fervency you know do you, are you are you praying as a father would for a lost child mm-hmm. are you praying with that kind of desire and and this other question because you you have this question here and that is you know for whom has God called you to pray mm-hmm. because we each have a different circle of influence yes and there's there's somebody you should be praying for Right. There's, there's always, there's, a, there is a one that yes. we have that we could be praying for. Some of y'all are out there like, I ain't got one. I got like 50 or 60 <laughs> and that's fine. You know, my, my family's filled up oh. without laws too, and that's okay. Um, but, uh, but, but we pray for them with expectation and, and we know that there are those that we want to, you know, to hop on this, this train and this journey with us Yes. so that they can discover everything that God has for their lives right. because yes. they've been created And they've been created for purpose, with purpose,
2: on purpose. Yes. So I was at an event once, and Jim Cimbala was the speaker. And he was teaching us how to pray for those that were lost. And so he had us all close our eyes, and whoever we knew needed to be reconciled with God, to imagine them in a black abyss, and to reach our hand down. And our prayers was our hand that was going to pull them out of that black abyss. And to pray like what you think when you're pulling somebody up, that's going to fall and you're using your strength and you're trying all that your might. And he said, now I want you to pray and I want you to intercede for them as Mm. if your prayers was pulling them out physically from that abyss. And that revolutionized the way that I interceded for the lost. And the way that I even um, viewed it, because I would be like, oh, God, you know, speak to this person's heart. Somehow let them come to know you. But it's a war. It's a war for their soul because um, the enemy doesn't want anybody, any sons and daughters to come to God. So we're not only interceding for them, but we're also fighting on their behalf. We are fighting on their behalf from the plan that the enemy has to try to keep them separated from God.
0: Yeah, I, that's a, that's an amazing, you know, allegory there when you, when you put those two side by side, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a war, it's a battle, it's a fight. There is, um, there is effort required. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, there is effort required, more effort than a, let me just say their name.
2: Yes, right. <laughs> Very yeah. sweetly. Yeah.
1: I love that. I love that you mentioned fight because when when we think of prayer, we just, we just think like, Lord, bring them to you or, you know. Give them grace, give them courage, you know, bring restoration in their marriage. Like you think of just stuff like that, but you're right. Like when we start praying for people in the spirit, there's spiritual things that are happening, you know, that we like supernaturally don't see. Mm um, angels fighting in the, in the, in the spiritual realm with these people that we're praying for, especially if they're caught up in any addictions or anything that, you know, that's just out there. It's crazy. Like we are fighting a spiritual battle when we're praying for them, Right. you know? And so that does kind of give a different spin on it. Like how important our prayers are, because that could be, I mean, our prayers can be kind of like that life death situation, you know? And I I get it because there's people that I pray for sometimes that I have this huge burden for just like this burden. I don't know. It's just this burden just to intercede for them because there's some strongholds there that have them bound. And so there is a spiritual, like it's not just a prayer and you're just hoping the best and praying for the best for them. Like there's a, there is a spiritual battle taking place as we pray for these people that are, that don't know Christ, that are lost. Yeah, absolutely. And,
0: and you know, Ephesians as, as it, before it gets into talking about, you know, this, this, uh, we, we can see it saying, uh, in Ephesians 6, 11, it says, put on the full armor of God yeah. so that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes. And 12 is where it's at before our, our struggle is not against right. flesh and blood, but against uh, rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms and so there is a battle going on for souls and uh i'll tell you right now if anybody you know were to i'll dot anybody's eye that tries to do anything to my kids that tries yeah. to come against my family you would dot their eye in a hurry i'll sock a squirrel in the face i don't care <laughs> whatever it is I, I don't care what it is yeah squirrels are ferocious vicious <laughs> wild animals Some of me oh they're so cute i oh, feed them that's a wild animal and i'll yes. tell you right now i don't care what's trying to come against what would try to come against my family in the physical natural realm we think oh how easy. Yeah, because if any it, it's so natural mm-hmm. for you to be uh, protective of that which you care for and that which you love when you can see it. Right. But when you can't, are you are you equally as protective?
2: Yes. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. I
1: like that. I love it. I love the, I love the whole concept of fighting uh mm-hmm. fighting because I don't really think of it too much as as you're in this battle with um in the spiritual, you know. And that's so key. That is so key because that's what it's all about. Um, and just like Pastor Matt uh, was was uh, describing Ephesians, that's the armor of God. You know, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but principalities. And so um, <clears throat> in the spirit, as we're praying, man, like pray in the spirit for those people, you know, um, and plead the blood of Jesus over those people, yeah. you know, because it is, it is a battle. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. Yes. So good.
1: So good.
0: Shannon, I've, yeah, no, I've really enjoyed having you on and we're going to have to have you come back. We'll have yes, to have I've you, uh, share you. some more chicken scratch gospel moments with us because I've really, really enjoyed this. And, um, uh, yeah, I just, I look forward to you. Uh, those of you guys that are out there, do me a favor, get on social media. I want you to follow Real Life Church. Yes. Real Life awesome. Church, Real Life Youth. Get on Instagram, follow them. Make sure you go to Chicken Scratch Gospel on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the bell for notification. And in the meantime, go love like Jesus. We're out.